hot Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them end. Ah, Star Wars. If they should bar wars, please let these Star Wars stay. Hello. Oh, so did you hear Bill Murray there at the beginning? I did. I heard just the just the the tail end of Mr. Murray. Oh, you were twiddling was, your settings, were you? I was twiddling my settings and missed <laughs> okay. some of Mr. Murray. Alrighty, that used to happen to me quite a bit. And overcast. Overcast. Hello. Ubercast. Ubercast. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, how are you doing this evening? I am good. We're I, have in a, this... I have a question for you. Oh, already. Wow. Right out of the gate. Yeah. What's what's your name? Because My name? I don't think you told me last time. And oh. uh, I know we've known each other for a long time, but I... Um, you uh, referred to yourself in the third person as Bill at one point, but I think that mm. was, uh, I'm not sure that that's what you go by. No, and I, w- I was hoping this question would not come up, and uh. I've managed to evade it for 25 years, so. Uh, oh, is it a, it's supposed to be on the down well, yeah, it was, it was, but I might as well tell you now. Okay. Um, no, you, you, you mentioned this because we had our first episode, last episode, and we gave a lot of background and a lot of what we are, what we're going to be doing, what we're not going to be doing, what we're going to be talking about, what we're not going to be talking about. And, and then we, we talked about things. And then we talked about things, mm-hmm. and we never really mentioned who we were. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we mentioned our wives' names? Yes. Yes. But not our own names. Not our um, own names. Yeah. So my name is, is William, William Cooper. Hello, William. Hello. Uh, my name is Scott, Scott Horn. Hmm. Hello, and, Scott. And uh, so there we've presented our names mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully a sound print so that people can tell us apart. Yes, that's the other the other feedback um, that we got from the uh, last episode was that people couldn't tell uh, us apart vocally, which um, I found strange. So mm, uh, For sure. Yeah, now, so. we could always solve that by saying our name every time we speak. This that's, is Scott. I'm speaking now. Yeah, that's true. That would, that would add a lot. We could I'm sorry, which one are you? Uh, this is William. I'm now answering you. This is and Scott. I'm, I understood. Yes, this is William. I'm trying to make a joke. Uh, the joke would be that um, by doing that, half of the content of our podcast would be taken up. <laughs> so we'd only have to do about 15 minutes. It's better all the time. Yeah. So yes, that's who we are. Um, I also we also didn't really mention where we're recording from, and I think that's interesting uh, to to me and no one else. But I uh, I live in Seattle, Washington. Um, I am I grew up in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, lived there about thirty years, and then uh, uh, escaped out the back door when no one was looking, and ended up here on. Uh, the northwest corner of the country, and uh, 
I uh, am recording in my home, my apartment. And uh, tonight I'm recording in a different room than I normally record in. So I'm a little, I'm a little off because mm-hmm. things aren't really where they're they usually are. So um, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and the reason for that, and and you'll, this will come up a lot on the podcast. The reason for that is, uh, my wife is is home. We'll be home later. And uh, I needed a little bit more protection because um, sequestering yourself. Yes, I am sequestering. In okay. the early days, there was a lot of, uh, let's say, um, well, when we were when we were doing it, the kind of pre-shows to this, um, usually once during the evening, the uh, smoke detector would go off. Right. I don't know. I don't know. You, well, it's really difficult to sequester yourself. That yes, completely. I won't be able to do that. <laughs> So uh, yes, and and where where are you? Where, where are you I'm, I'm in Columbus now? as well. I'm not from mm. Columbus. I got there just in time to, uh, to for you to leave. Really, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got here, met you, and then you were you were gone, and uh, so I just stayed here, kind of kind of waiting. I'm waiting for you to come back. Oh um, no! Well, it's like I'm, I'm sorry on to... I'm on Jakku, and I uh, <laughs> scavenge things for a living and oh, mark nice. off the days on the side of the um, at at I live in. Waiting <laughs> for you to return. <laughs> yeah, well, Sad, we got some really. bad news. I think you should be looking, <laughs> looking ahead and not looking behind. It's ahead of me. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've been in, in Columbus uh, since the '90s and uh, recording from my basement. Um, where so you I have am. an actual, you have a real studio. Studio, you've got the setup. So, oh uh, yeah. I, well, yeah. I think if you were to list off the components in the space, you might infer that it was a studio but if you Mm -hmm. were to occupy the space you would think (laughs) it was a pile of junk (laughs) with other piles of junk preventing you from even getting to the piles of junk where you might get some work done right so we won't be really showing that that's not no you uh i've been in this studio junk space quite a few times and uh, one of the cool things if you just go right around the corner there's um some might call it a, a an old technology museum and others might call it a whole bunch of pile of junk <laughs> from decades <laughs> decades ago right organized on shelves and then right. covered up with uh, bins of other junk yes so you, you can't really see it anymore um you may wonder why the last few visits you have you've made do to central Ohio, um, you haven't actually been down here. It's because I really didn't want you to see <laughs> what it has become. So you thought I was bad then. But yeah, that's what's going on. Uh, I'm in yeah. Columbus, Williams in Seattle, and uh, we uh, get together once a week to do this podcast. So yeah, do you have a topic for us to start with tonight? Do I ever. Uh, I do have a topic, and uh, it is uh, something that happened. It, I, I should say we should we should preface this by saying we're going to be talking about a couple of uh, a couple of segments this show that have to do with a certain movie that has come out um, called The Force Awakens, and there might be some spoilers in here. So, so if you haven't seen it, it continue it. to ignore our podcast, <laughs> right? <laughs> Okay, I think we have a bumper for this section. We do. Beyond the Porch. 
Yes, I traveled beyond my porch this last weekend. This last weekend was my birthday. And we, uh, this has been such a crazy year <clears throat> that my birthday crept up on us and it uh, hit and we didn't know what to expect and we didn't have any plans and we realized at the last minute we had no plans. But Disney, I, I called them and they were nice enough to release Star Wars uh, the weekend of my birthday. Hmm, to coincide with our podcast dropping as well. Right. You know, big big tie-in for them, you know, give them a bit of a, a boost. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, they're going to get the up and overcast boost or bump. Uh, so yeah, I went over to, uh, to Bainbridge Island. Uh, it's a little f- short ferry ride, a uh, 20 minute ferry ride up here and, um, hung out with friends of mine. Was that provided by Disney as well? The, uh, Bainbridge was Island? It? Bainbridge Island. Yeah. Just N- no, the, f- the ferries oh. that carried you. Yes. They did everything. They, okay. they covered everything for me. Um, so yeah, we, um, went over there and the idea was to watch, uh, the, four, five, and six, Star Wars four, five, and six, um, in a couple of days time and then see the movie that Saturday night. Hmm. Which that sounds <clears throat> great. Yeah. So it was, it, it was such an interesting experience for me because the, you live here long enough, you know, the fairies, you know, the fairy system, you know, Oh, you know, here comes the Tacoma and I'll be on the Wenatchee. So when the, the fairy pulled up, for us to get on it, it was called the Hayak, H Y A K. Never seen it before in my life, and I was very curious. Hmm. And it just seemed like it, it seemed like it was something out of the seventies. Even when we when we drove on, it, it didn't seem refurbished at all. <laughs> um, so I left the car, left my wife in the car, and uh, took a look around. And the the walkway up to the top deck where the passengers hang out uh, was only one person wide. Mm. And on it the was outside <laughs> of the ship or, or in interior the inside. one? Okay. Yeah, the interior went. So you had to wait for people to walk down the stairs if they were coming down the stairs. Uh, it was just this throwback to like some something from the the 60s or 70s. The, the cabin itself had never been refurbished. So... There were just like this like, thing really appeared out of time. <laughs> it really did. Uh, it didn't have the the benches, you know, around the middle of the of the passenger deck. There were just these chairs that were just randomly placed that people could sit. It just it was amazing, and it it really was something uh, that was straight out of you know nineteen seventy seven. You know, the Star Wars four. Uh, I found out later it was uh, put into service to replace a ferry that um, it was in need of repair, and it was built. I think, in, I think the hack was built in '68 and had never gone through a uh, a refurbishment. <laughs> so, wow! So, but they do keep it on hand and working they do. order for yeah. this. They just haul it out and and put it into service, and so. Uh, and when you got to the other side, mm-hmm. was it 1968 over there when you pulled yes. out? Yes, amazingly. So you had it to was, wait around for like a decade to see the Star Wars movie I did. It was in the theater. Really a pain, I know. And I already knew what was going to happen. I was, I was really, really, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Um. So yeah, so we uh, that was my introduction in 1977, 1980, 
and so we went over to to Bainbridge. We saw the movie with friends of uh, mine that I had seen the uh, uh, one, two, and three with. Excuse the um, the one, one, two, and three, one, two, and three. Yeah, the uh, mm, yeah, not not ringing a bell. Yeah, I know. I uh, wisely should think about that. But the the the, the interesting thing about seeing one that I'll I'll tell you just as a tangent a little spoiler have, alert for me yeah I have I have no I have no goal in this story anyway so I guess it, it a tangent of a nothing is I don't know if that's tangent but when we saw when we saw Phantom Menace in the theater I'm sitting there in my seat and uh, one of my friends turns to me and says that's George Decay back there and I said what yeah, George Takei, just back there, a couple rows. Like, it is not. I turn around, it's George Takei <laughs> from Star Trek. <laughs> we watched the we watched the movie with him. That's that's just great. It's so weird. That was the, that's the best part of of that. It's the only good part of it. Right. Yeah, and I peed next to him, which was the other interesting part. I was already in there going to the bathroom, and George Takei walks in, and you're like, oh. <laughs> Hello. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Uh so it was great and it was my birthday weekend and I just want to share a little story about what happened for my birthday. All right. Um we hadn't planned anything. So my wife had called ahead and and managed to get a cake ordered on that side. And it was all a big surprise, all big hush hush. I didn't know anything about it. So I get there, uh, my friends have a three-year-old and a, I think she's five now, five going on six, three-year-old boy, five-year-old girl. So I get there, sitting around, they want to play with me, I'm playing with them, and my three-year-old boy <laughs> walks over to the tree and he picks up two packages and he walks over to me and he says, these are yours. <laughs> wow. Like, I don't think those are mine. Yeah, they're for your birthday. You should take them home. I'm like, oh, these must be for me. For me, I can't. I'm like, don't you put those under the tree. No, they're yours. You should take them home. And at this point, I realize that there are things going on for my birthday. And I now, I don't want my wife to know that her surprise is being ruined. <laughs> so by, I had, By an eager, but, oh, well, by mean, an but eager, over-eager child so throughout the day he keeps bringing these packages to me and i keep having to find ways to like oh come here <laughs> put these back under the tree no they're yours no they're relative you i'll tell you what we'll keep them here safe safe <laughs> this is a lot safer tree than our tree oh <laughs> so <laughs> the whole day was my wife and friends trying to keep me from knowing the surprise and me trying to keep them from knowing that their children were ruining the surprise <laughs> for me. <laughs> and it culminated at the end of the day. Um, they went out to, to get some groceries and we were waiting for, for dinner. And um, their daughter uh, started whispering to people. And then I was watching her whisper and she looked at me and she realized, oh no, He's on to me. So she came over to me and she whispered in my ear, I'm not actually whispering anything to them. <laughs> Kid logic. Right. I'm like, oh, okay. 
<laughs> and the little the little boy in front of everyone says, uh, "We're having cake for dinner." <laughs> I said, "I'm like, no, we're not. Yes, we are. Your birthday cake." And the little girl goes, "We're not having that." And he's like, "We are having. I was there. We picked up the cake. We're eating it. It's right over there." <laughs> oh no. Yeah, so so the, at the end, the surprise was was kind of ruined, and uh, but it ever it was uh, hilarious. I mean, you know, them trying to talk him into all of us trying to cover ourselves, and them trying to say, oh, "No, no, that's not that's a cake for a well, different thing." That probably thing. just and, made him like <laughs> really apparently. Confused. Apparently, I'm going to have to be more explicit. Nobody seems <laughs> to be getting it. Exactly. I felt sorry for him because he's like, "Wait a minute, what are you talking about? When there's no cake. There is a cake. You people are crazy." <laughs> That is something I so would have done. I am so oblivious to those kind of social <laughs> cues. Even at my age now, at, at, when I was a kid, I was totally like that. Yeah? I did not get things. Yeah. He, I did not he pick was... up on cues. And when I was eating, when, when I when they sang Happy Birthday and blew out the candles and I was eating the cake, I looked over at him and he was giving me this look like, see, you people are stupid. <laughs> When are you guys going to acknowledge? <laughs> Is anyone going to apologize to me and say, you were right, there was a cake, and we are having it for dinner? You idiots. Amazing. Yeah. But it was a, it was a great time. We, we watched all three films, and um, uh, Joanna, my wife, had uh, never seen them before, so it was her first time seeing the, the movies. Fascinating. Yeah. So she became this... The social experiment where we were all just watching her, seeing how she'd react to every scene, <laughs> and then quizzing her after. What did you think of Han? You, yeah, who'd you, who was your favorite? That, that's oh, a lot of pressure. You? Yeah, it was. Making up for you know 30 years of, uh, yeah, of culture. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, five seconds after seeing something. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think of Princess Leia? Who's your favorite? And then we wouldn't even give her a chance to answer because we were all excited. And we're like like ten. What do you think of Han? We like him. He's great. He, here's why. So what do you think of her? Yeah, she's great too. And here's what we think. And uh, did you know that this happened here and in the Rebels? And she's like, oh man, you know, nerds. Thanks. <laughs> uh, she loved the movies and uh, and she loved the new one. And um, yeah, but it was just great. It was just this this great little um, uh, trip. First on the ferry back to the seventies and, and through the shows, you know, through the seventies and eighties and and uh yeah, it's a really fantastic time. That's great. Yeah. So should we oh go on. Move on. Let, should we talk about the movie? Oh, I don't know. Let's see if uh Joe has a bumper for us. Okay. So I saw a thing. Well, she has a bumper for everything. It seems that she does. It's like she's got precognition. That's Figured out what we're going to need. Yeah. Put it in there. She's kind of like directing us. Well, it's my it's every day for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the movie. Uh, how did before I tell you how I saw it? Because I've been talking for a while. Where what was it like for you? Where where did you see this? 
Well, we saw it in the local theater at one of those theaters that has dream lounger seats. So oh, nice. they're automatically not as many people in them because the seats are so freaking huge. It takes up, you know, you can only get half as many people in there mm-hmm. um, for a given theater size, um, which was great. And uh, the other thing is great about it is the seats are reserved. So you're not guessing whether you're even going to get into the show. And if you get them early enough, you get to pick where you're going to be sitting. So hopefully that'll be good seats. Nice. Um, so that was, that was our experience. It was a local theater with um, great seats. Um, I would say that the, the movie itself was not, uh, the presentation of it wasn't loud enough. Mm. And uh, I was surprised at how subdued the crowd was. I was expecting a party. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's the lounge seats. <laughs> maybe it's because everybody's right. essentially in a Asleep. recliner. <laughs> right, yeah. It's just like you can hear some popcorn being munched and uh, little Slurpees being slurped. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this this was opening night, right? Well, yeah, Friday. Friday. Opening okay. day, let's call opening it. Day. Yeah. I would consider Thursday night to have been opening night. But, right, right. Um, so that... That was that was our experience, and and so I had, I was very happy with our seats, but not so happy about the presentation. Um, on that first viewing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had the, somewhat of an opposite experience. We, uh, completely spaced on the fact that tickets were on sale, and then by the time that we'd realized they were on sale, it was far, 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 far too late. Uh. To see any to see it in any decent theater here, which is why we ended up over on Bainbridge Island. Now, there's one theater in town, um, and my history with seeing movies is such that I never can tell what will be popular and what won't be popular. So I will get excited about a movie, and Guardians of the Galaxy was another good, uh, uh, good. Um, instance of this really excited about it and i was so excited about it that i figured people would be lining up to see this film and i showed up an hour early and just sat by myself <laughs> waiting for the movie to show so i was seriously stressed about not getting to our showing in time so much so that when my birthday cake was given to me um the wish i made was that we could leave immediately (laughs) and get to the movie. (laughs) Did you speak your wish out loud? (laughs) I said, people said, what did you wish for? And other people said, oh, don't say, because it won't come true. And I I said, if we are in the theater and watching the movie in decent seats, I will tell you what my wish was. (laughs) So I was, yeah, I was like seriously stressing. So we took off um, two different cars, just like drove down there. And I'm like, oh, man, it's like 45 minutes before this thing starts. There's no way we'll get any decent seats. Nobody in line. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. This was Saturday night. Um, They had 81 uh, spare seats by the time we got in. So you could have bought tickets immediately right then. Wow. It was great. Yeah, it was great. It just kind of showed up and 
So you're we early looking. for you probably got a fairly good selection. Yeah, seat selection and anywhere you where you want to sit. Um, it's kind of a smaller theater. Um, also not as loud. Strangely enough, I don't know. I've heard it, that from other people who mm-hmm. saw it, and almost like that. It was it was in the projection notes. Do you know? <laughs> don't make right. it too loud, which is so, insane. Yeah, and I didn't think anything about that until you said that. Mm-hmm. I, I thought of it that night, but I, I thought, oh, it's just this theater. But it's weird that you had that experience too. I did. I was, I was expecting just to be really surrounded um, by sound, but um, yeah. So you know, at, they were okay. So they were no dream lounger seats. They were I don't know what they what I'd call them. They weren't even nap lounger. They were just sort of squeak, basic theater sitter. Were they the squeak sitters? sitters. Yes, but I had the same experience that you did. Now, this is admittedly, this was Saturday. But my friends and I were clapping and giggling and cheering. Nobody was doing anything. You'd look over, you'd be like, yeah, that was great. You look over at other people and they're just like eating their popcorn with no expression on their face. I have a question. Mm -hmm. What was the um, age makeup? Uh, would you say it was the demographic of your of the audience you were watching the movie with? It was it was pretty wide um, for us. So mm-hmm. um, I you know I'd probably say you know we were probably the oldest people there though. I mean okay. I, it's probably twenties twenties thirties. See, I thought I thought majority. that was part of the reason ours was subdued. There were very few people younger than me there. Mm-hmm. And there were no children. Huh. Yeah. That I ours. can't explain it. Yeah. It's just, it's such a strange, and I've had this experience in movies before. It's such a weird feeling. And, and at comedy shows, I've had this too, where you're laughing or you're cheering and you look over just to get some sort of like bonding experience with the crowd. And there's just someone just like, Meh, just this monotone, you know, you just can imagine a dial tone going on in their brain. <laughs> <laughs> just looking with a little drool out of the corner of their mouth. And They're just waiting just it like, for it to be over so they can get back to their phone. I guess. It's, and I just look behind me and on either side, I'm like, what is, nobody is into this. Why is, are you just not interested? You should go. It's just like there's no scene that's making you excited or and mm-hmm. no scene that's making you laugh. And it was kind of weird, but. Um, so then uh, would you say your whole experience was rather subdued compared to what you were expecting it was very subdued Um, Mm -hmm. i i am very uh emotive when it comes to entertainment so i i don't need anyone else around me (laughs) to to make a lot of noise and to jump up and down and and pretty much make a fool out of myself so i have fun so Uh, how about the movie itself um where are we on that shall we yes we should pontificate a bit yeah i I loved it. Um, I and I keep thinking about it, and I definitely agree with those two statements. Yeah, and that says a lot to me that I keep thinking about the scenes and thinking about what things mean and wondering what's going to happen. And I don't think I've seen a movie for a long time that I. It's just the next day I think, oh, I was, remember that scene when they did this, and three days later I'm still like. Oh yeah, wonder what's gonna happen when that happens, and so it really just got inside my head. 
in a really good way. Um, mm-hmm. I I like that, and I I've read a lot of neg. I've let, read some negative things and positive things, and um, it, one of the things that I really liked, and it's something that J.J. Abrams does, is it managed to be an homage to the original and the time frame, mm-hmm. and also managed to be new and and you know advanced and sparkly at the same time. And I I liked I liked those elements. Oh yeah, I I think it was shot very well a lot of great decisions were made about how to portray the you know the scenery and the mm-hmm. and the environments yeah um very solid yeah and uh i have to say i was a little surprised um i've talked about this a lot with other people too lately when i saw han and leia as older mhm it was surprising to me because I'm like, these are old people. <laughs> like, I don't really, I can connect with them on some level, but it's like, wow, this is not Leia that I remember at all. And no, the, the definitely Carrie Fisher was the is the most physically changed of the yeah. three original from then. But they they, I think they portray accurately if you think about it as thirty years. Yeah, from because you were twelve or ten, right. Yes. In 1977, they weren't. They they were 20. <laughs> yeah, they were 20. Well, and well, Carrie Fisher was 20. The yeah. um Harrison Ford was already what pushing 30, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Um and so then yeah, when you jump 40 years. <laughs> but when when I see Luke old, I'm like, "Oh yeah. Now it's on." <laughs> I, so it was such an interesting thing when I saw him old, I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is going to be awesome." Mm-hmm. And I think it's really because when you think about, you know, when you, when you watch the last movie and you think, what would be next for Luke Skywalker? It's obvious. The next time we see him, he should be Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> right. <laughs> so when you see him at the end, you're like, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And the next time you see Harrison, <laughs> next time you see Han Solo, you're like, oh, wow. He's just so, an old Han Solo. <laughs> he's just an old Han Solo. He doesn't really run very well anymore. <laughs> you know? And I loved him. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely lo- loved him in this movie. But it was really an interesting experience seeing, oh, yeah, old old Han Solo. Mm-hmm. But Luke, ready for Luke to do something. Oh, yeah. Give me more Luke. So, Well, what I wanted to share was really how it made me feel. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than a bunch of details about it. Cause I, I think I'm still sorting out details. But, yeah. I had a lot built up for this because this, when I saw this in the theater when I was 12, it was just, I so associated with Luke Skywalker like most mm-hmm. 12-year-old boys did. I just, It was moving in a mind-altering way. It just really... Yeah. I, it, the, the, mostly you have to credit John Williams' score, but just... Uh, yes. <laughs> it was amazing. And I felt... The movie, and I was waiting to feel like that in the theater, and it kind of got blown right away because it wasn't loud enough. When mm-hmm. Star Wars popped on the screen and the fanfare started, it was like, "What am I at home?" <laughs> <laughs> I felt that way too. I needed to be blown back in my freaking seat right now, <laughs> right. and it didn't happen. And it kind of set the pace for me for the whole thing. I was. Mm. It left me objective enough that I was kind of in a theater watching a movie. 
which mm-hmm. was not what I was expecting. Yeah. And I managed to miss a whole lot. And thankfully, my lovely wife, Jane, was there paying attention. <laughs> because afterwards, I had so many questions <laughs> that were stupid. <laughs> I didn't know what planets things happened on. I didn't know why. I thought there were two ace fighter pilots. Uh, <laughs> how come this one ace fighter pilot never got it? We never see him outside of, the sh- of his ship. <laughs> I was really seriously confused <laughs> and it really affected my viewing uh, and my uh. appreciation of the film um so my solution was i just had to go again yeah so right. th- the next night about the same time you were seeing it for the first time mm-hmm. i was by myself back at the theater back in a dream lounger in dead center mm-hmm. high up straight eye level with the screen perfect seat and this theater was a different, it was the same theater complex, but a different theater than the other time. And it was noticeably louder, still not yeah. anywhere near loud enough, but it enabled me to get into it and ride along with it. That's great. Without just being distracted and surfing out of it mentally and cleared up all my confusions and really landed very solidly. Uh, loved the two main characters. Thought they did fan, they were fantastic well, chemistry, now, and the story yes. was great. Um, that's the thing. I care about the two characters already. Mm-hmm. I want to know what happens to both of them, and that's that's a major thing when, when they are acting against these icons. Mm-hmm. If you can pull off that much interest in that these two new people that you've never seen before in your life, that's that's a major <laughs> accomplishment. Yep. Yeah. So I hope to see, I'm, I'm going to see it like you. I'm going to go alone um, probably next week, uh, go to a real, you know, ear bleeding <laughs> big hopefully, screen Hopefully they'll take theater. notes from people talking about it and crank yeah. the volume a little bit. And being but, alone yeah. was not a component of it for me. That was mm-hmm. only really because nobody else wanted to go at 11 o'clock right. at night to see the movie. Right, right, right. Um, but um, just being... Better seat, better prepared. It's interesting you say that with the fanfare too, because I did think that you see the words, and then traditionally there's that pause, and you wait, and then it just hits you, right? And I remember, you know, even with Return of the Jedi, just like here it comes, here it comes, bah, and it just knocks you back, and and, and the applause starts right then. Everybody goes woo, right. and there was yeah. no, there was not we didn't get that kickoff. No, no, we didn't. I have the same it's unfortunate. Experience. Yeah. Well, that's good. Sounds like mm-hmm. uh, we're we're very much in this, and it's. I, I do also want to acknowledge what you said about the details. I I I totally agree with you. I the details. I need to see this movie three or four times before I'm really able to and willing to really talk details. Right, and and <laughs> because the um, the um, what happens. What happens to Ray when she touches the lightsaber mm-hmm. is a movie in and of itself of explanations of what's going yeah. to happen, what Which, has happened, oh. and it goes by so quick. Yeah, and um, yeah, I just can't wait for it to come out on DVD so I can just 
you know, everybody, I think, wants to frame by frame through that scene. Because right, right. There well, you know what that, there's information in there. Yeah, you know what that is, and we'll, we'll wrap up here. Okay. Um, But the thing I loved about the, the way this was done was there was a whole movie they had to write and throw away. The, yeah. A whole, whole movie of stuff happened before we get to this movie that they're like, all right, write this movie, great. Toss it away, and we're just going to refer to it, and we'll show some flashbacks to it. I think mm-hmm. that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, another filmmaker could easily have just started with that movie, which wouldn't be as interesting. And right. this would have been the second film, and you know, so I think that's I think I think it was fascinating. I agree. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, that's uh, I don't know. It wasn't too many spoilers, but uh, no. Yeah. It's excellent. I'm glad to have uh, Star Wars back in my universe. Me too. Me too. And two years till the next in that series and a whole bunch of Disney's going to just go crazy with everything in the meantime. So mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully that'll still be okay. Uh, yeah. Off to a good start. Yes, definitely. So um, let us turn now to your uh, lovely music collection. Alrighty. For a segment we like to call Music in Rear View. Just seamless. Seamless. Wow. Like old pros, man. We are really good. Thank you, Joe. Your timing is impeccable as always. Mm. Uh we're gonna go back almost to uh about where Empire Empire Strikes Back comes out. About nineteen eighty, nineteen eighty one. Uh and staying local here to uh, Central Ohio, there's a band called The Muffs that had one album. And uh, they're on the Earth Tone record label, uh, which is based here in Westerville, Ohio, which is Central Ohio. Hmm. They recorded this uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio, home of WKRP. Oh. Um, and uh, very 80s white guy band. Um, they, uh, kind of, this record covers a lot of ground and, uh, they could sound like a whole bunch of different bands of that era. And that's why I thought they were interesting for today. So I'm going to play their first song, a bit from their first song on this album. Title of this is Star Maker. See if you can detect who they sound like. Okay. Okay.
Star Maker by the Muffs. That's great. So I think of them, they're kind of like the sticks of Central Ohio. They really are. They really are. Yeah, definitely. And uh, the beginning of that was very sticks-ish, but it also reminded me of Dream Police by Cheap Trick. Oh, absolutely. The Cheap Trick of (laughs) Central Ohio. Yeah. Very good. Wow. Okay. Um, Wow, how fascinating. So that was 1980. 1981, 1981, this record came out, yes. Wow, they're just taking from everything. Yeah, and I'm just going to play stuff from this one record. Um, the members of this band, or at least the principal member of this band, had a career spanning the 70s through till recently. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, everything I got for us here today is just from this one record. Um, this next song is called Off the Air, and it's a little different feel. Um, and then when it's done, you can... Uh, Take another stab at figuring out (laughs) who they sound like. Okay. Ricky is an aeroplane. I'm a racing bike. Johnny is a custom band selection. Richard Tommy's not in sight. We like to play our music now. I've never seen a crowd like you How come you're on a slant? Did he just ask why we're on a slant? He he did. Uh yes. Mm. On a slant. But what what seventies um, eighties band were they channeling in that song? Well, I I they reminded me very much of the Cars at that yes, point. Yes, yes, the Cars mm-hmm. of Central Ohio. But oh, I'm gonna need to read some of those lyrics because <laughs> I I think he so has some problems there in trying to figure out who's what. Yeah, at the beginning, it's Ricky mm-hmm. is an aeroplane. Mm-hmm. I'm a racing bike. Mm-hmm. Johnny is a custom van selection. Rich and know. Tommy, they're not in sight. Yeah, I don't... Uh, something's going That's on deep. there. That's I'm it. worried. Maybe a little too deep for us. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little worried about him. <laughs> and then who's on the slant? That's really strange. I've uh, never heard... I've never been to a rock and roll show where someone said, Hey, you're a great audience. You're on that slant. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> so, huh. yeah. That was pretty interesting. Um and then our next track is from the second side. Um, this one is called Johnny the Flash. And again, we change to another band of the era. Or maybe okay. two different musical genres of the era. Okay. It takes okay. a turn on us. Let's give it a listen. Right.
Bet you weren't expecting that. No, it's uh, very sexy. gonna say insane knew it it's like you could read their mind i could wow they are all over the place yeah um <laughs> at first i'm listening to this something this sounds like um meatloaf bad out of hell yeah right and uh but it's also a little bit like uh uh meatloaf's song in rocky horror picture show Oh yes, right. I can't, I can't place the song now, but yes, you're, you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Wow. So this is all off of one album, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Is this sort of like their demo album? They were like, you know, well, yeah, it's first, first record, and uh, they're just showing all the stuff they can do. You know, wow. Um, now we have show notes for them. Uh, if you go to our website, uh, what is that website, William? It is StarWars.com. Okay. No, it, it is UpAndOverCast.com slash Star Wars. Look for episode no, two. Star Wars. Um, episode two. Star Wars episode two on the website. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. there's uh, show notes there. And I'm reading a little bit from the history of the band. Um, they were formed as the Muff Brothers in Zanesville, Ohio. Original members, Dom, Tom Wiesand, Dennis Boyd, Jim Edwards, Doug Edwards, and Steve Sines joined later to be the lead singer, and he was the singer on this album that we're listening to tonight. Hmm. And uh, it says they moved from Zanesville um, because they um, wanted to be closer to, they moved from Zanesville to Columbus to be closer uh-huh. to quote unquote big city venues and higher paying gigs. So Columbus was the big city. Wow. Big city move. <laughs> so and I um, guess if you're gonna confine yourself to Ohio, that's the right place to go. Right. A- absolutely. Um <laughs> an unrelated related side note, um I would like everybody to do what I did and uh, do a little, t- little Google of Muff Brothers, because you quickly end up on a site that is uh, muffbrothers dot org. Is that right? And I, I, I don't know how to describe the site, but it is absolutely worth seeing. It, it, it seems to be some kind of their, their skydivers. I want to say. <laughs> And there's a flash animation, the Muff, Muff Brothers Skydiving Organization. This is an amazing site. Interesting. I wish I could describe it. But you make sure you put it in the show notes for us. I will absolutely. You have to go. It. it I don't. I. Some. Someone is skydiving, but they're. They're like little wizened, raisin people, and when they skydive, they hit the clouds. It's a flash animation. And the clouds form into messages, and it says, Muff, 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 don't effing die, Muff, Muff, Muff. 
I don't know. There must be a tie-in somewhere. There were members. There's a photo gallery. There's videos. So uh, this is not the band. Okay. But um, I was attempting to find some information on the Muff Brothers, and uh, that is not what you want mm-hmm. to find when you're looking. All right. Well, the yeah. the founding member of that band, Tom Wiesend, uh is still um, doing music. Um, mm-hmm. There's one more piece in the show notes there for his current album called Welcome to Realville. Uh-huh. And he's taking a bit oh. of a country rock turn. Of course, but, why not? But the He's re- done everything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I put it in there wasn't because of that at all. It's because the album cover, if you go to the, the link on the website, you'll see the album cover. It's a picture of a bridge at night, an arched bridge. Oh, yeah. This is the... Um, Columbus's new Main Street Bridge, which is an icon of the city at this point. And what's interesting oh, about that is the um, engineering firm that I work for designed and, and built that bridge. Look at that. It all comes around. It wraps right on. You've brought this and you've tied this into a nice tidy bow at the end of the show once again. That's great. And so we'll be able will be Oh, no. <laughs> And then that was it. Let me wind Thank up. you for listening to us. <laughs> for our follow-out, I'm going to play <laughs> one more song from the Muffs while you tell everybody how they can uh, contact us. All right. Okay, I will do that. This is the last song from the Muffs album and uh, yet a new direction for the band. <laughs> All right. Oh. It's so nice. Thank you for joining us in this special special episode of Up and Overcast. We really really loved having you along with us for this journey of love exploration. We hope hope that you'll join us next time. And until then, you can visit us at upandovercast.com. Or, heck, you can even write to us at podcast at openovercast.com please stop by won't you yeah don't be a stranger a wrap. Woo! That was good. And long. <laughs> <laughs> Another 40, 45 minute show. Yep. But William, <sighs> I got to tell you, I, I can't wait to get out of this room. Why is that? It stinks in here so bad. <laughs> oh no. Is this is this a self a self inflicted problem? Stink? It, it, the odor mm. didn't come from me, but it was <laughs> due to my malfeasance. <laughs> Half an hour before the show started, I was 
bound and determined to figure out how to solve the squeak in this effing chair I sit in. <laughs> because I did last week I sat in a straight chair because this chair squeaked. Uh-huh. And I was like, it was like six inches too low and I couldn't move. It was terrible. So I get in this chair and you just move side to side and go squeak, 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 squeak. And so I tightened all the bolts on it. Nothing. Squeak, 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 squeak. I take the back <laughs> off of it thinking, oh, it's the back part. Okay, no, squeak, 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 squeak. <laughs> so I flip it over and I'm messing with the mechanism. It's one of those chairs that has one of those pneumatic things to raise it up and down a little bit. And it, Sounds almost like it's coming from that mechanism. The sound is coming from inside the chair. <laughs> so I go back in the back here, and amongst my junk pile is, uh, you know, tools and stuff. And I find a can DuPont Teflon multi use lubricant. <laughs> oh, no. And I don't know when I bought this can, but it is very rusty. It's probably. 20 years old. Oh, no. I tipped the chair over, and I sprayed generously over the mechanism. This stuff. And it smells so bad. (laughs) It smells like compressed dead dog. It is really (laughs) concentrated, liquefied, compressed dead dog. Uh, See, we should, this is what we should have had in the show right here. 